Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of The Dreamcast, a podcast produced by the students at the Otis Music Camp in Macon, Georgia. Each episode of The Dreamcast will feature stories and conversations with exceptional artists from our hometown of Macon, Georgia and around the world. Episode 3 of The Dreamcast features interviews with June O'Neill and Jalen Williams, two exceptional people who are committed to giving back to the community, primarily through the Mentors Project at Bibb County. In this episode, both O'Neill and Williams speak about their successes as a part of the Mentors Project at Bibb County. The Mentors Project provides role models for encouragement and motivation to students to assist them in reaching their academic, social, and personal potential. This group of inspirational mentors also includes Otis Redding III. Along the way, they also discuss their love of the music of Otis Redding and the place that Redding's music and legacy have in their life and community outreach. Hello, welcome to the podcast. If you would, introduce yourself to the audience and then we can get started. I'm June Jordan O'Neill, Executive Director of the Mentors Project of Bibb County. To get started, could you tell us more about Mentors Project of Bibb County? The Mentors Project matches at-risk middle and high school students in Bibb County Public Schools with positive adult role models, and we also provide wraparound services. So with this mentorship, what type of progress have you seen through uh, middle and high school students of having this type of mentorship? For the last seven years, our graduation rate has been better than 82%, so we've seen a lot of progress. This year, we have Two valedictorians and one salutatorian. Oh, wow. So what made you interested into getting into this work? Well, I worked at a children's home for 10 years. I worked at Bibb County DFACS for eight years, and I've always had an interest in helping young people choose to be successful. I've been at the Mentors Project for 21 years. The Mentors Project was founded by the Bibb County Board of Education and the Greater Macon Chamber of Commerce's Education Committee. What are some of the services that you provide to the people that are a part of the Mentors Project? Well, since COVID, we've got pre-COVID and then we've got COVID, we have really been delivering food on a weekly basis to a lot of our children and even children not in the Mentors Project, just children in the Bibb County School District that needed food. Uh, We provide clothing, we provide school supplies, We have a two-week academic summer program that we weren't able to have last summer, and we're so happy that we're going to have it this summer. And we also have STEM Wednesdays during the summer, and we have a reading circle as well. So I hear that you have a lot lot of services to keep kids busy throughout the summer and throughout the school year. Right. We have programs at least one a month um, throughout the school year, but that we weren't able to have any of those things during COVID. So how do you all match your uh, students with mentors? Where do, where do the mentors come from and how do you, um, the mentors how do you come from who would be the best matches? People that uh, own a car dealership, people that service cars, people that sell cars, people that detail cars. We have all sorts of mentors and we just ask that they have a clean record and we match uh, mentors based on where they live and what area they would like to mentor a child in. We always do same gender matches. We do young ladies with ladies and young gentlemen with gentlemen, and we try to match people that have um, interest alike. And what's some of the feedback that you hear from the students who go through this program? I mean, because it's, it's, 
it's dynamic to be a valedictorian anyway, right? But I'm sure that that's such a huge source of pride that you all have. Um, such well, a high as performing as, as long as children stay in touch with us, like we're helping the children get ready to go to college. One's going to Swarthmore, one's going to school in Michigan. As long as they stay in touch with us, we're there for them. And it's very, very rewarding. And of course, we don't have success all the time. And those that fall through the cracks, it breaks my heart. But as long as children stay in touch with us while they're in school, we're there for them. Right. And, and what's some of the feedback that you receive from the students and on how, how they receive the services and what, what the services have been able to do for them? Some of them say that it's been life-changing. We had a young man that was uh, working all night at a tire store that stayed open all night. He's graduating on Thursday, and that's just incredibly wonderful. We are just all so proud of him. So, Ms. O'Neill, talk to us about uh, your connection with the Otis Redding Foundation. You know, Ms. Carla sang your praises about the work that you're doing. So what's, what's your connection with the Otis Redding Foundation? Well, uh, Carla and I have known each other professionally for years, but the young man that I was just talking about, his mentor was Otis Redding Jr. And Otis Redding Jr. was there for him through thick and thin. He got a tutor to help him. And we have had young people to go to the Otis Redding Music Camp and star in the productions, and we are just so happy to partner with such a dynamic uh, group in our community. And I just think that the Redding family, they're just wonderful. And we are so proud that Otis Redding Jr. is on the Mentors Project team as well as being on the Otis Redding Foundation team. The Mentors Project pre-COVID um, ushered for events with the Making Pops and Justin Andrews, Carla's son was very involved with the Making Pops and hopefully we'll be ushering and doing things with the Making Pops again. It's so cool to hear about just how connected the community is. Um, you know, of course, as you've mentioned, um, Otis the Third is very active in community service. And so it's, it's really cool to hear how the projects um, that each of them is connected to, how, how they serve each other. They're a wonderful family, and we're just delighted to partner with them to help children in our community. Speaking of the Otis Redding Foundation, and just kind of to take a, take a, a detour just for a bit, um, I'm curious, what would you say is your favorite Otis Redding song? Sitting on the dock of the bay. When my husband was 35, we had a sitting on the dock of the bay birthday party for him. But I love Otis music. The first box set we ever purchased was Otis Redding's greatest hits. So, so what does a sitting on the dock of the bay birthday party look like? I had a cabinet maker make a dock and we put it in our pool. And then we had a five gallon bucket sitting around with stuff in them, you know, like they were fishing. It was just very much fun. And we had fishing nets everywhere on our fence. And we used a fishing net for a tablecloth. And that's been 30 years ago now, but I remember it vividly. My husband's 65 now. And I think one of my other favorite songs is Try a Little Tenderness. I just, I love his music. Yeah, it's definitely very impactful. And the 
there's a lot of nostalgia that's attached to it oftentimes. And the Waldens um, are great friends of ours. And Jessica Walden was a mentor at one time and on our board. And so we're just very intertwined with the Otis Redding family, the foundation, and the Walden family as well. We always need mentors. We always need students. Please call us at 478-765-8624, 478-765-8624. And in just four hours a month, you can make a difference and change the life of a child. We need you to sign up today. And, and how do, which, what students are you looking for? How do people know, how do people um, refer students to the program? Uh, we get referrals from school counselors, from school teachers, from school administrators, sometimes from the community. Sometimes a child in the program will bring another child. So we take referrals from everybody, just as long as the child is a student in the Big County School District, 7th through 12th grade. Uh, Ms. O'Neill, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and to talk with us about the Mentored Project of Bibb County. Thank you so very much for including the Mentors Project in your podcast. And as always, it's all about the children. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Watching the tide away. And sitting on a darker bay. All right, Jalen, it is such a pleasure to have you with us today on the Dreamcast. Um, would you just take a moment and, you know, let the people know a little bit about you? Well, I'm glad to be here first and foremost. Um, my name is Jalen and currently I'm a student at Middle Georgia State University. Um, this is my senior year and my degree uh, is, will be in rehab science. So, um, so it's basically uh, anything dealing with like physical therapy or leading toward physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Um, and I'm really enjoying my classes right now. Um, I work downtown Macon, Georgia at a local shop called Tri Machine Emporium slash the Bohemian Den. And I've been there for four years and I love it so much. Okay, so rehab science as a major. Um, I am curious what got you into that focus. Okay, so starting off actually going into Middle Georgia, um, my degree was nursing. And uh, I got through it, you know, I said I would do as much as I could. And I got to a point where I understood that it's okay to switch because you're 18 going into college and you currently don't know what you want to do with the rest of your life uh, or a large portion of your life. Um, and so for me, I was just like, okay, I need to really sit down and, and think about things. Um, and then after a year of thinking about things, I ended up switching over to rehab science. Um, but for me personally, I've always been interested in physical therapy um, and working just with different people, um, you know, all different ages, different abilities, um, because I wanted to learn more about people and like what makes them unique in a sense. Um, and then for me also, I was uh, in an accident when I was in fifth grade and I had to go to rehab um, in the care and the love that they showed me um, to get my mobility back was just very amazing to me. And I wanted to do that for other people. So 
Okay, so first you already started off preaching because so my daughter is uh, 18 and she just started college. And so I'm constantly just trying to remind her, you know, go in, you you have what you want to do right now. And also it's okay to just take this time and explore and to, you know, switch. So first of all, thank you for, for uh, reaffirming what I've been saying. Thank you very much. Um, and then also just to hear about how your personal experience helped to influence your desire to then serve in the same way. Um, I love it because I often I often say those areas that we struggle in often become our superpowers, right? Like that's the thing we get really good at in that we know. Um so, Jalen, I'm really excited to talk to you today because you, your name came up as a shining model example um, of just the perfect mentee to come out of the Mentors Project of Bibb County. And so I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about your experience with the project like, first of all, what got you into it? How did you get started and how long did you do it for? So for me, I actually started uh, my first time going was they every summer they um, did a program at Northeast. And um, my grandmother works at Northeast. And so she was, she just saw these kids and she was like, oh, my gosh, they're having a lot of fun. They're so friendly. Um, I bet my daughter would like that. My granddaughter would like that. So uh, she started bringing me along with her. Um, I was into Miss Jane O'Neill, who is so, so sweet. Love her death. Um, and from that moment on, I was just, I was a part of the team. I was a part of the team. And I really enjoyed everything that they have taught for me, like taught me and done for me, you know. And how old were you when you got into it? I was going into seventh grade, so that summer before seventh grade. Okay, and I, and I believe that's the earliest that the program starts. So it sounds like you did it from the beginning of eligibility all the way through graduation. So how was that program from you, for you? Like, what what would you say you got from being a part of the Mentors Project? Okay, so the real question is, where do I start? <laughs> um, so for me, when we did those uh, that program um, down at Northeast, um, I learned a lot about like the grades you were going and then you kind of learned how to uh, deal with certain aspects. Like, because moving from middle school to high school, is a transition, right? And um, for us, they were able to help us understand, you know, going into high school, you don't have to change who you are. You don't have to um, seclude yourself, you know, you can be out, you can be open um, and just show kindness. And that kind of is what gets you to a far point. Um, but moving forward for me, I got the chance to talk to a lot of different people, um, especially a lot of different women. And for me, it was beautiful to see how these women came from a certain background and that did not define who they were. And so I knew for me, it's just like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm here um, and I have a lot of strong women in my 
my life, but everybody, they always say it takes a village to raise a child. Um, and I stand firm on that because everybody teaches you different things, you know? Um, so for me, what my mom taught me, what my grandma taught me, my aunt taught me um, were morals and beliefs and values. But what the Mentors Project taught me and the women through that, they taught me how to be who I am and not apologize for being the one that asks 10,000 questions in the class, you know? I'm okay for asking questions. Someone behind me may want to ask that question and they just don't have the guts to. But because I raised my hand and asked that question, it could motivate them to ask a question or it's a possibility that it was the question that they wanted to ask and they couldn't, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I learned how to, to be me, to be here, um, be outspoken, be bright and beautiful. Because you are all of the above and I love it. I love that you were able to say, like you acknowledge you come from a strong community of support. Like you've got these women who have been foundational in your life and still to have this, the mentors project to supplement and also to speak to other areas of strength and just in getting to nurture different aspects of you that showed up in their space. They got to identify that and just kind of look and be like, okay, so this is the thing that we're going to nurture over here. And clearly, um, you know, it, it was effective for you. So um, that's, that's, that's real dope. So um, tell us, like, take us through just a day-to-day -day interactions with the program. Like, what does it look like on a regular day being with the Mentors Project? Or was it something that you did every day? Like, how often? So with the Mentors Project, um, we typically would meet just about, like, every week, if not every other week. Um, and there were, like, a lot of different occasions. You would have... Um, uh, different things that you're a part of. Um, and for me, my favorite thing was the girls trip that we went on every summer. Um, and that's where we got to listen to um, different women speak about their life and um, how far they've come. But on the day to day, kind of like you uh, go through the motions, you know, you're typically in school. Um, and if you ever had an issue, you always had a mentor. My mentor, her name was Linda. And she was so, so sweet, so, so sweet. I love her to death. Um, but you get to talk to your mentor about different things that you probably wouldn't necessarily want to talk to anyone else about. Because sometimes there's a comfort in knowing that I can tell somebody something and it's not anybody around me. Like, it's not connected to me in any way. It's like I'm, I'm putting all my secrets in this little box wheel. And this box is a person who's going to give me some sort of feedback. You know, um, and so for that, I ended up having like a whole team. It was Linda, Miss um, O'Neill herself was there to reach out and help you. Um, but day to day, though, in school, you know, school is a very tough time. And I feel like especially high school, when you go through the motions, it can be mentally um, abusive, mentally abusive. Um, you're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out where you stand. You're trying to figure out what you support, if you support anything. Um, 
And all of these are the foundations to who you are. And for me, having those people that I could talk to and, you know, just send a random little text, hey, I'm kind of feeling, you know, a little down, I need someone to talk to, um, or hey, I'm standing this, or I don't know how to approach my teacher about this situation. Um, you know, I had people I could talk to and ask questions. Um, so yeah, so that's what day-to-day -day was like for me. Um, but the different events that we went to um, taught us different things. Um, and there are a lot of different events. Like you're never alone, even out through the summer, you know, you build friends and you find friends in the Mentors Project. Um, and you get to see them, you know, just about every week, if not every other day. Uh, and especially if y'all were together in school, you know, you kind of found a comfort because you're like, oh my gosh, I know this person knows somewhat of what I'm going through, you know, um, because they see behind the scenes and they can be there with me. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was very nurturing, very nurturing on a day-to-day -day basis. So it sounds like there were so many different levels and layers to the nature and quality of the support that you were able to receive. So that there was the weekly or bi-weekly, you know, collective, but the fact that you, you know, had somebody that you could text, <laughs> you know, and 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 reach out to and have them reach back out to you. Um, I, I didn't I didn't learn that level of support uh until I was well into my adulthood. <laughs> so uh so now that you are in adulthood, you are um an alum, alumna of the Mentors Project and you're in college and thriving in, in work. Um, what are some of the goals that you have for yourself? Well, I guess I'll kind of break it down into short-term goals and long-term goals. Um, so for me, short-term go goals, um, I want to graduate, <laughs> obviously, um, next semester, hopefully. Um, you know, if all goes well, I'll be walking across that stage, degree in hand, um, and I'm very excited about that. Um, and I also want to just kind of promote um, a healthier self-awareness, you know, um, especially like to the younger members of my family um, and let them know that, you know, it, it can get tough, it can get tough, it can get confusing. Um, like, it's okay. I have a brother who's going to be going to college next year. Um, and I just want him to know that, like, it's okay if you go in and you don't know what you want to major in. It's okay if you get to a certain point and you want to change that major, you know? Um, and just same goes for anyone else like but me, um, that I can just teach what they taught me. So that's my short-term goals. Long-term goals, um, for myself, I want to be a part of something grand. And when I say that, I say that in the sense of I have always been kind of, um, you know, always a helper, always loving, always kind. But for me, I want to challenge myself to get out there and, and get in front of maybe like a crowd of people and talk about things. Um, and give emotional support, um, you know, and just kind of help people. Um, and I also want to do that in my career with rehab science because I'll get to be with people one-on-one, um, -on -one, you know. Um, and then when you're going through things, especially 
uh, if you have you know, a limited disability for a short period of time or a long period of time, it can really take a toll on who you are and how you define yourself. And I want people to know that you are not defined by your disability. Um, you can do any and everything you want to in this life. There are no limits to who you are, can be what you can become in this world. Um, and I just want to, in the future, get that point across to many people, you know, as many people as I can. And I'm just excited to see the new people that I'll be working with, um, meet them, you know, learn about their life and, and help them get through it. So it sounds like the mentee is a mentor by nature. I, I, I love to see it. And um, I, I have no doubt, even just from meeting you today, I have no doubt that you will achieve your goal of graduation. And make sure to let us know when you have that degree in hand so we can acknowledge and celebrate you on the podcast. Um, and, and just also your larger goals. Um, you you are very luminescent. I get to look at you. Unfortunately, the podcasters don't get to see you. But even just beyond your appearance, just your your light shines through your voice, your intention, your heart, and your desire for impact are so potent and they're so clear that I have no doubt that you will create the space and have the space created for you to uh, affect the change and be the support that you long to be. Now, last part, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a pivot because you know I, I'm, I'm with the Otis Redding Foundation and you know Miss June O'Neill is such a friend of the um, Otis Redding Foundation. And I am just curious, for you, Jalen, because you 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 know you're a youngin, but still, I'm curious. What is your favorite Otis Redding song? Dock of the Bay. That's it, and that's that. Sitting on the dock of the bay. I mean, it's a hit for a reason, right? What is it that you like about that song? I feel like it's the whistle, right? Like if I don't say that, then. <laughs> If I don't say the whistle, I lose a lot of people. You know what I mean? It's the whistle. We all get to sit. Unfortunately, I cannot whistle. And so I have to hum along to that, that part. <laughs> but it is definitely the whistle. Um, but the lyrics themselves, I, I love it so much. You listen to that song, it kind of takes you back to a certain memory. Um, it, for me, it's just being with my family. Because um, my grandma actually listened to that song a lot but yes yes ma'am it's definitely that whistle <laughs> I mean yes that is an iconic whistle and I like you am unable to whistle so I do I do a little humming maybe an ooh or an ah but I can't whistle and yeah it is it's such a nostalgic song um so yeah good answer good answer <laughs> All right, Jalen, thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing a little bit of yourself with us and a little bit about the Mentors Project. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to actually sit down um, and just talk about everything the Mentors Project has done for me. Um, and I'm just 
truly excited to share that in hopes that other people will join the Mentors Project and, you know, become a, a brighter, better version of themselves. Thank you for listening to Season 3, Episode 3 of The Dreamcast with June O'Neill and Jalen Williams. The Otis Redding Foundation would like to thank the following people and organizations for their continuous support. The Otis Redding Estate, the Otis Redding Foundation, the Knight Foundation, Georgia Council for the Arts, the Community Foundation of Central Georgia, and the United Way of Central Georgia. The Dreamcast is produced by Jamie Allalaw and Matt Miller with an amazing group of student producers. Our theme music was composed and performed by Zach Wilson. This episode also featured music by the great Otis Redding. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes of The Dreamcast.